It's tax season. So before you hit that submit button and file, take a second and listen to our next guest as she gives you some quick tax tips you may want to consider because no one wants the IRS knocking at their door. As Christians, we were taught to be good stewards over our tithing and giving to the less fortunate. But when it came to our own personal finances and investments, we are clueless on what the Bible says. What does the Bible say about managing debt, leaving a legacy, investing, or even planning for retirement? We answer these and many other questions because we want to teach you how to be rich and righteous. If this is your first time to the show, we want to say welcome. If you're coming back for another spiritual refill, welcome back. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and this is Financial Advisors Say the Darndest Things. Today we have an exciting episode, but before we get started, let's go over today's scripture, which tells us what Jesus said about paying taxes. It comes from the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 17 through 21. Tell us then what you think. Is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus, aware of their malice, said, Why put me to the test, you hypocrites? Show me the coin for the tax. And they brought him a denarius. And Jesus said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said, Caesar's. Then he said to them, Therefore, render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's, and to God the things that are God's. You have to love how Jesus always answers a question with a question. And and I know I'm chastised for this technique as well, but I think it's a good one. And and not if you're a child, obviously, speaking to your parents. But if you're an adult and speaking to a peer, I think it's appropriate. They are called qualifying questions. The person asking wants a better understanding so they can make sure they answer the question you intended to ask and not the question they assumed you asked. Here, Jesus lets us all know that these treasures we try to hold on to are not from him. It is merely something we use to get through this life. And whether it's Caesar's or the government's, give what is theirs. Now, now our guest today is going to help us understand how much to give. Jesus said, give what is Caesar's to Caesar's. But he didn't say anything about overpaying or giving more than you need to. So before we begin, let's pray over this episode. Father God, Thank you for another opportunity to spread the gospel through financial education. Please speak truth and understanding into the hearts and the minds of the guests. Place your hands on them as they provide insight to our loyal listeners. We humble ourselves and know we can do nothing without you. May you bless our tongues that we are able to articulate our thoughts and feelings in the best possible way and forgive us if we fail. All these things we ask in your name. Amen. Amen. Our next guest has over 15 years of experience in tax preparation and tax planning for small businesses specializing in real estate investments and individuals, not to mention military returns, just for all my veterans out there. She provides a secure online system that enables her to provide service for clients across the United States. So if you're not in North Carolina, you're in luck. She is the owner of Choose Love Solutions, LLC a Christian-owned tax accounting business with the mission to educate, empower, and help our clients create wealth so they can leave a financial legacy while being compliant with the IRS. 
no knocking on your doors. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, Nisla Love. How are you doing? I am doing wonderful. Thank you for having me on. Good, good. Well, we're, we're happy to come on. It's tax season, as I mentioned before. So it is really imperative that people kind of get ahead of the curve. I know it's approaching the deadline. So, you know, you're probably, you know, packed to the wall um, with submissions, but I still think this is good. The reason it's good is because even if, you know, individuals can't do everything now, they can mm -hmm. prepare for next year. Let's start off this chat, please. Just tell us a little bit about yourself, how you came into the business and, you know, what do you do? What do I do? You know, when you're in college, you always change your, your degree. Everybody was there. You change your major like maybe five times. Well, for me, I think it was four. Yeah. The first semester <laughs> is the first semester. <laughs> and then, so I actually, I actually took an accounting class because I always wanted to be in business, but you know, you don't know what you want to be in. And so I actually took an accounting class and I was like, oh my God, I like this. Come on. And not only did I like the numbers, it was very challenging. It was so challenging to the point where I thought I was going to fail. But when I got the help from my professor, it was like a door had opened and I'm in. And I just started like doing different types of accounting. I did forensic. I did cost accounting. But then when I came to taxes, you know what? This is it. I wanted to know why am I paying so much taxes? Right. Right? How can I keep more money in my pocket? I started doing taxes. I got my bachelor's degree and I spoke to my counselor and she was like, are you going to get your master's? I just finished my bachelor's. She said, go for it. Right. So I actually got my master's in, in taxation. And then, so I would love to have say that I started my business. I got my job. No, being part of military, that didn't happen. Mm. So my dream job was to work for the IRS because I wanted to be part of the system. I want to know... <laughs> why we were doing the things right. and why, you know, why are we paying all these taxes? I wasn't able to work for the IRS because we got deployed. We actually got PCS. We went to Alaska. Even with Alaska, okay, I'm going to go work for the IRS. That was my mindset. I get to Alaska. They had this like this little office and I was just like, okay, this is not going to work. <laughs> <laughs> this is not my perception, right? right. Yeah, that's this perception of what it's going to yes. look like. On that journey, I was doing financial coaching. I was doing taxes. And I actually work, I actually work for several people doing taxes and I did forensic accounting. And then it was just, why are you taking so long? Do it. Mm. I venture off. I started doing it. I love it. I see so many times where people come and they'll come to me and they'll show me their tax return and they don't know anything about it. And mm. I do understand taxes can be very overwhelming and kind of frightening at the same time, but you are responsible for it. And you yeah. know, I always tell my clients, you want to know what you're paying for and you want to know where your money's going. Right. And at all costs, if you could save money, why not save money? I've said this on several episodes and, and my listeners know exactly what I'm talking about when I say this. Proximity changes perception. Mm -hmm. So the thing is, the reason why we're afraid of taxes is because we're not around taxes. How does somebody who's in college, who's maybe four or five years into even paying taxes, if at all, falls in love with it because the proximity changed? So you're in a class, you know about accounting, you start learning numbers, even though it's frustrating, you find the help and now you love it. Your perception of it has changed. I don't think that you find it as challenging as you did when you first <laughs> opened up that textbook or received your first grades. That's why I love the show because we introduce people to concepts and slowly change their proximity mm -hmm. to finances. Uh, one tip that you put out there, which you know, I want to talk about this a little bit more. You said that you want to find out why you were paying so much. We divide our finances into what we make. 
we glorify the hard work and the labor. Um, I made the joke earlier where people say, hey, what's your dream job? It's the idea is like, I don't dream of labor. You know, I don't think anybody wakes up and says, well, who can I work for today? You know, like, how can I waste my time with somebody else? People love money. But your idea was, hey, how do I keep money? That's how you become wealthy. It's not how much you make, it's how much you keep. It's the reason right. why the, the 70 year old lady at Walmart who has saved a large majority of her income is wealthier than somebody who may be making six figures and living paycheck to paycheck. Your living paycheck to paycheck does not depend on the number on the check. So if you, right. if you make 500,000, you spend 500,000, you are living check to check. That anxiety, that depression, that the, all those things that come with not managing your finances are still present. So don't yeah. think that when the lottery is going to change it. So I love the journey. I love the growth from, from where you are into where you are now. So can we talk a little bit more about how you actually help clients with their taxes at this point? Each client is very different. Mm -hmm. Everyone has a need. They still want to get more money at the end of the year. Right, right. Um, and you could encourage them that why give Uncle Sam or the government tax-free money, tax interest money? Because basically that's what you're doing. You're loaning the money to the government. Yes. And they just give it back to you. There's no right or wrong, but you know, we could argue and say, I'd rather keep my money now. Why why would I give it to the government? Oh, I got a big, I got a big refund check and, and professionals like us is like, yeah, you just loaned the, the government interest free money <laughs> for the whole year. Much. You were not able to use your money as well. But right. the, the caveat to that is, and that this is why financial planning is so important as well. It mm -hmm. depends on your situation. If you are not right. good at managing money, that's probably mm -hmm. the smartest thing for you is just to put your money to the side instead of you spending every dime that you have, at least right. you have an opportunity. But what happens is if you still have bad habits and you're spending what you get, it doesn't matter if you get it at the end or you get it throughout the year, you're still going That's to so have true. those habits. So we don't want to just put a bandaid on things. We want to fix them. What are some things that people can do to prepare themselves for their taxes throughout the years? You know, the last two weeks or three weeks, and they try to find every W-2 that they have or whatever it may be, 1099s. What can they do throughout the year to pre prepare themselves for taxes? Document, document, document. It's so vital. You'll be surprised where people will overlook just the minute stuff. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter. But then it could be from not reporting an income or mm -hmm. losing out on a credit because you didn't have that documentation. So that is so vital. So if you get anything that looks official, definitely save it because you go to your accountant and they will tell you, okay, do we need this? We don't need this. When you get a bonus or a mm -hmm. raise, that is a great opportunity for you to look at your, your yes. W-2, your paycheck, or your W-4. So you need to look at some adjustments because a lot of people are like, well, they took all this tax. I got a $5,000 bonus and I only saw half of that. $200 of it. <laughs> yeah, right? And then they think, well, I pay my taxes. I don't have to pay. But people don't realize that increases your overall salary, yes. your income. Your gross income. And so your gross incomes. When you do that, you have a higher gross income, but you have lower taxes. You may break even or you may have to pay. Right. So that's one of the things I was encouraging clients. Whenever you get a bonus, a raise, or a step increase, make the adjustments when it comes to your W-4, your income. Sure. And let's clear some things up here. I'm going to have you say it because when I say it through my, my newsletter or, you know, through YouTube, people... It don't really get it. So I'm going to have you explain it to them as well. Can you explain our tax brackets and how they actually work? People go, hey, I'm in the 25 tax. Break that down from how that actually works when you talk about adjusted gross income, the levels in which you're taxed on that money. The first 10000 you're taxed at 7%. Seven, 7%. We'll keep it clean. 7%. Yeah, let's keep it clean. And then, let's keep so it audio after, friendly. Audio friendly. Yeah, audio friendly. <laughs> so your first 
first 10,000 is 7%. You're getting taxed on that. And then if you make anything over $10,000, then you're getting taxed on another percentage. Yes. So let's say, we'll say 10%. You're not getting taxed 17%. So you're getting taxed on the difference of yes. the 10%. So when people say, oh, I'm in a 25% bracket, you're yeah. not getting taxed that whole 25%. No. It's just broken into chunks. Yes. You're only getting taxed. A portion of your money is being taxed at 25% and you happen to reach that bracket. Right? That's right. Yeah. You happen to reach that bracket. That's, I try to tell them. I try to tell them. I try to tell them a little bit. <laughs> Having a better understanding of how you're taxed will give you a better representation of the cash flow that you have in mm. your household. Um, yes. And I think a lot of people don't don't realize that you make 80,000 and you're a certain tax bracket, you would reach that tax bracket it doesn't mean that's how much you're going to be taxed. Can we touch on another subject too? So sure. when we talk about taxes, and you're talking about if we need to adjust our gross income throughout the year, or you know how we can lower it for bonuses, things of that nature. Can we talk about withholdings? Can you explain to our listeners about adjusting their holdings from their paychecks, depending on where they're at financially? The old W-4, basically you do one or two. It has totally changed. You look at last year's withholding. I think that is the best way to really grab a hold of it. And then also to what your tax return. And so that way you can have an idea of, okay, this is what I make. So what I also encourage also too, there may be a possibility you may have to add like additional coming out of your income. Right. You might want to take out like a hundred or $200 based on what is calculated there. This W-4 is a little bit more, I won't say confusing, more challenging. It's not one, I'm marrying, I'm claiming zero or I'm marrying, I'm claiming for it. They changed the system. Right. So this is, this is a great opportunity here to chime in here. Mm -hmm. Everybody who's listening, even the people who follow my show and things of that nature, I want you to understand something. The past couple of years have been wild to say the least, as far as legislation is concerned, as far as taxation is concerned, as far as CARES Act, all these things are changing the financial landscape now, keep this in mind. If you have an advisor or a tax professional who does not stay on top of this stuff, who is not continuously educating themselves, I don't care if they have 40 years in the business, mm -hmm. they are going to be just as confused as you do if they're not studying and they're not expanding their understanding of you know taxes and what's going on now. Not what went on, not what it used to be, because when you go to court and IRS is asking you for taxes, they're not going to wonder what your advisor was doing 20 years. Well, 20 years ago, we didn't have, we had these simple one. No, it's not going to happen that way. Think about that. While you're in your car or you're working out or anything else like that, and you're, you're really trying to pick a financial advisor based on how long they've been in the business and maybe shift that perspective to somebody who's qualified and understands who's a continuous learner. We talk about that on the show all the time. Somebody who's continuously going to learn and improve and do that hard lifting for you. Uh, Mrs. Love does that. She is the one that's going to be doing the hard lifting, checking out those tax returns or for your human resource department to see what your, what your credits may be or you know how to reduce some of your tax exposure. I'm not overstepping myself, Emma. No, okay. you're on it. You're on okay, it. Okay, perfect, perfect. I agree. Yeah, you have to learn because that's one of the things which I kind of love about the IRS is it is constantly changing. So yes. it's never dull. And even with myself, I'm constantly learning stuff. Like I just found out in the state of Georgia, I don't know if you're aware of your listeners, the governor is giving away refunds to all their residents. Mm, did not know that. Yes, because they had a surplus last year. Hey, I didn't know they gave extra money back when they had too much. <laughs> maybe in the South, maybe they just miscalculated. <laughs> so 
So, you but, know, just keeping abreast of, of yeah. you know, all the regulations and stuff like that. Yeah. And the, the key thing is that, you know, as a professional, you don't know everything, but you know where to get it. And that right. is so vital also to looking out yeah. for the best interest for your clients. Right. And also to uh, building a relationship. I think having somebody you can go to, like Mrs. Love, and talk to throughout the year, maybe it's just to check in, say, hey, it's six months, you know, pay that consultation fee to say, hey, it's been six months. You know, I know tax season, I have these documents, is there anything else that I need to look for, for the next six months to prepare for tax season? And I promise you, let me tell you a little secret. That's how you cut in front of everybody else when you're filing your taxes, because if Mrs. Love sees you throughout the year, two or three times checking your taxes, you think that yours won't get done soon? She knows you. She sees you. She's like, oh, I, I know these taxes. They're, I'm familiar. They're structured the way I like them. You know, I, I know how to put these together. So building a relationship with somebody and also a long-term relationship. Sometimes we go to these one-off shops and, and nothing against them. Sometimes they're good in an emergency, but it's about relationship building. She's going to find those little caveats in your tax returns that are going to really make a major impact on the money that you maintain in your pocket. And so, you know, on that note, can we talk about the fear factor, right? The kind of like the elephant in the room. What happens or what did you do if the IRS sends you a letter and says, you owe us some money? What's the, the, some of the first things that we should do with some of those notices? Respond. Do not put it in the back burner. Do not forget about it. As soon as you get that letter, you respond to the IRS or your state revenue. Time is ticking. Interest is growing. Just respond. We'll be back with more with our special guest, Mrs. Love. So don't go anywhere. If you're struggling with your finances and looking for an advisor that shares your faith and not just your zip code, uh, be sure to schedule your free consultation at www.adrwealthmanagement.com backslash consultation. Um, if you love the podcast, uh, we are sure you'll also love our faith and finance blog that releases new posts every Tuesday and Thursday, where you can find more articles on faith, finances, and how to avoid some of those financial pitfalls so you can retire and stay retired happily ever after. Just go to our website, click on Christian Media, and you'll have access to all the resources we provide for Christian investors like you for free. Um, before we get back to the show, let me just say, make sure you also follow us on all of our social media accounts, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Pinterest, and YouTube. Just Google AB Ridgeway Wealth Management or check the description below and all links will be provided. Um, keep checking back because our merchandise store is coming soon. Welcome back. We are still with our special guest, Mrs. Love. Um, we've had a very special episode coming up to this point. Um, if you missed it, you missed a great explanation on how your taxes are paid, what to do if the IRS sends you a letter. Also, we give a little background of where she came from, falling in love with accounting and turning it into her own business. And I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into your business as far as the experience is concerned at this point. So, you're very knowledgeable about taxes, what to do, building that relationship. What I want to do now is talk about the client onboarding experience. Now we're in 2022, things are going digital. A lot of your big banks that used to be walk-in banks, physical real estate is going down and shrinking, right? Our big mm -hmm. box stores like Sears and JCPenney's and even Walmart are going to a more warehouse style with more online presence. So how is that impacting your business? Um, do you feel like you're a tax preparer of the future because you can service clients in different states? Can you explain what that's like? I do the virtual. 
And if you're here locally in North Carolina, also too. But one of the things I like to do is have a consultation, just like we're doing right now, do a face-to-face or over the phone. Personally, I want to know who am I serving and I want the other person to know who I'm serving. Because like you said, it's all about building relationship because talking about money is so intimate. Either they love it or they fear it. I build a relationship getting to know my clients. I ask them several questions on what their needs are. Everybody has a different need when it comes to genetic taxes. So we will have a consultation. We'll do it virtual or we'll do it over the phone. That's perfect. I'm with that. And then so answer several questions and then we'll go from there. And then one of the things I always ask my client after we talk and we discuss, if they want to move forward, they provide me their email. I send them a link to our portal. They'll upload their documents. I'll review it if I have any questions. If I don't have any questions, what I'll do is I'll send them an engagement letter. And in that engagement letter, basically, is the expectation that they that they can expect from me and vice versa. Yes. And then they, once they sign it, we'll send them the invoice. We'll set up another appointment to review it. My system is a little bit different because I wanted to provide that service for them. I'm not going to provide that service that you'll see in, you know, like H&R Block or, you know, the other places in reference to that. So when you come with me, you're getting your accountant. Yes. You're not just getting someone who's going to prepare your tax. So this is different. And then also to being an enrolled agent, I specialize in doing taxes. You're getting everything that you need to when it comes to taxes. You can have an advisor or a tax preparer that aligns with your values and your faith and not just the ones that share your zip code. We fall victim to that. It's like, okay, well, I live in a small town of Lafayette or I live in a big town of Chicago. It doesn't matter, Mm -hmm. but you have to go inside your, your radius. Um, One thing I do like about having the remote access and the technology there is that you save a lot of time. Canceled Mm -hmm. appointments, you know, you don't have to go into uh, traffic and and wait in somebody's (laughs) lobby. You know, you get a lot of your time and energy back that you can focus on your family and do the things that you need to. Uh, Keep this in mind. Every service is going to need some type of human element to it. Mm -hmm. So even though we do have these robo-advisors, though we have TurboTax, things of that nature, which are good resources for what they are. But Mm -hmm. when you're talking about specialized help, that's really going to get you to the next level. There's always going to be that human element to it. A computer is not going to be to relate to the fact that maybe you're a widower or maybe that you just recently lost your husband, but a person will, you know, some people aren't going to relate to the fact that maybe you just lost a sibling or maybe that you lost a parent or something like that. They're not going to be able to relate to the fact where you're overwhelmed with the documents that you're bringing into her and saying, listen, this is the, the estate of my, you know, my deceased family member. Can you help me? That is going to be something that you're not going to be able to get from a robo-advisor. TurboTax is going to say, well, who else passed away? Any other people? And and that's not what you want. You want somebody who's going to hear you, speak to you. And that's that's the element, I think, that a lot of people think are going to be disconnected when they have a remote advisor. They're going to get somebody in this call center. They're not knowing that they're going to get Mm -hmm. somebody like Mrs. Love, who has a history of numbers, a love for numbers. I mean... I, I think that's very impressive. I, I like numbers. I don't think I've ever had an affinity for numbers. I just loved how they work. You know, I, I'm a storyteller. So I love how numbers tell a story um, that nobody understands but you. Do you have any examples? And we don't want to say any names. Obviously, we want to stay in compliance okay. here. But as yeah. far as any clients that you've been working with, their transformation from when they came in, maybe there was a situation that you approached that's very unique. They were happy that they came to talk to you. I had this one client where she was overwhelmed. In her eyes, she was very thorough with all the documentation, but the state revenue would say, hey, wait a second, 
I think you're missing something. With her having those documentation and I was able to represent her, she went through an audit. She was able to avoid a hefty fine. That took off a lot of weight off of her because yeah. she knew I was handling that. I got a letter from the IRS one year and kind of laughed at it. <laughs> like, I, this ain't right. And the reason it was about three or $4,000 that they had said that I had owed. I was rolling over a qualified account into another custodian. And mm -hmm. you can do that. You can move mm -hmm. to another custodian and there's no tax implications. But the IRS tried to charge me as if I had took out that money and transferred it and it was a taxable event. It was like, hey, you didn't report this. I said, no, 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 no. I don't have to report it because I moved it over to the proper custodian. What happened was the, the individual at the, the bank did not report it. Yeah. They didn't report it. And that's what, what that triggered that alert. That's what triggered. So the great yeah. part about having documentation, it alleviates some of that anxiety and that fear around mm -hmm. taxes, around these notices that you get. Because like you said, you're able to protect your client because they had documentation. You're not just trying to nitpick. You need to have documentation. You need document, document, document. Doc. No, you're trying to protect you. You know, think of it as a shield. <laughs> think of right? your documentation as a shield. And the stronger your shield, the safer you're going to feel at tax time. Mm -hmm. it's, it's better to have too much paperwork than not enough. And it's very exactly. easy. Stop using your trash can as your file cabinet. You Ooh. know, you'll never be able to find anything if you keep doing it. Just take anything that looks important, put it away into a file. I don't care what the files are. It could be, you know, hospital bills. It could be medical. It could be job related or whatever it is. Just get these documents in place so you can, you can remember. I, I sent out something on our newsletter earlier about having a financial calendar, putting these important events in, in places like, hey, it's January, you know, I, sh I should be getting some documentation around this time. You know, mm -hmm. oh, it's the end of the year. Okay, I should be receiving this documentation. And it will keep you abreast of what you should be holding on to and what you should be looking for in the mail. That's a good idea. One of the tips I tell my clients to do is, because you know, everybody has a smartphone. You'd be surprised. There's no, you could actually scan your document. You could upload it. If everybody has, they have a Gmail, you could upload it into your your Google Drive, and that's secure. Having somebody on your team that you can call and you can trust. When you get to a certain level of income, you need professional help. If you're out there and you're thinking, oh, I don't need a tax preparer, or, or that sounds bougie, it's not about being bougie. It's not about thinking that you're better than somebody else. There's more strategies that come with the complexity, which is higher income. If you are increasing your income, uh, I think you need to seek professional help. I don't care if you're only making $20,000. If the next year you make 50, you need to talk to a professional because your financial landscape is changing and you need to know what those changes are so you can adapt and you can make adjustments going forward. So everybody out there who, you know, maybe gotten that $80,000 bonus, or maybe you're lucky enough to, to reach the six figures, you're bringing on 200, 300,000, instead of living paycheck to paycheck, go talk to a professional. So you don't lose a large majority of all your hard work. There's a reason why President Biden is imposing a tax on, on millionaires because they have tax professionals who are working with them to reduce their tax implication. You just think about that. So if you can have those same resources and reduce your taxes, you don't have to worry about taxing other people. You can take some of those advantages and adjust. Am I saying they pay their, their fair amount? I'm not saying they do. I'm not saying they don't because I don't know what fair is in their circumstances. Everybody mm -hmm. is unique. But what I do know is that there's a lot of resources out there for all my listeners out there that you can take advantage of, including Mrs. Love, that literally can pay for herself depending on the amount of income and the things that are going on. So if you can get professional help and save more money than just paying more to the IRS, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you just internalize some of these tips that she's given you and her years of experience, 15 years is, is no drop in the bucket.
She's educated. She has the experience and she has the love of numbers. That's what you're looking for. Can you kind of talk about where they can find you, you know, where you're at? Because I know a lot of people are listening like, okay, who's this guy? You know, AB doesn't really talk about a lot of people. So who's this person? Where can they find her and get some more okay. information? Well, my name is, like you said, Miss Love. I am, and you can find me at choosevelovesolutions.com. You can find me on LinkedIn. I'm also on LinkedIn, but definitely reach out to me at Choose Love Solutions where I can help in this issue. One of the tips I always like to give my clients is if you're healthy, you're going to grow. And we were never created to do anything on our own. A lot of people look to sports athletes. They get trainers. They're always improving themselves. Yes. Why would we not improve in the area that's going to bless us and bless others? And that's with our finances. Can you tell us how faith has played a role in your business journey? And also to the name, Choose Love. I like that. So can you tell us the history about Choose Love? How'd you come up with that name? And then how <laughs> faith has played uh, a major role in your life? I wouldn't be here without, without God and my faith. I came to my husband and I was like, okay, we need a name for the company. What right. should be the name for the company? He prayed about it and he said, choose love. And I said, mm. well, let's make it solutions That's because it. if they come here, they have to choose love. Because I, I realized that not everyone knows Jesus. Even if I don't say Jesus, I want them to have the impact that to know that they're going to receive love, God's yes. love. And so that is one of the reasons why I say choose love. And what was so crazy, I had met this celebrity and he was mentoring me and he was like, oh, I think you should change it to, he wanted me to change my name. Mm, and I no, was like, no, thank you. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I told, I told him, he's like, if, he said, if people say choose love solutions, how would they know that you do taxes? And then I went and I was like, well, yeah. And then I said, wait a second, you have Kmart. How would yeah. you know Kmart was a department store? How Nike. did you know that Wa Nike, Walmart, Sears, right. Amazon, so JC Penny, JC Penny, <laughs> so Gucci, like, Prada, all these yes. last names. <laughs> exactly. So I was just but like, you want me okay. change mine? Yeah. So I was like, is this a test? <laughs> right. <laughs> and so I was just like, we're gonna call it Choose Love Solution because I want everybody to know that this is the center of God, um, yes. where you're here. And, you know, there's times where I will pray with my clients yeah. and I don't have a problem with that. And then I say, okay, we could, we could be spiritual. I want God to be in the center of it. And he wants, to, I want him to get the glory of it. And so that's yeah. where Choose Love Solution came to that. I'm working on a new segment called Once in a Lifetime. And Ooh, the idea, like and the idea here is that everybody that you meet knows something that you don't. They've mm -hmm. had a lifetime of experiences. They've learned some things. They've had a lot of ups and some downs and some, some bad times. And I'm sure you struggled maybe even starting your own business and some of the anxiety of staying up late. So we don't want to sugarcoat, you know, being a business owner to like, you're going to reach your ultimate happiness. That's something eternal. But what I want to say is that over your lifespan, what is one piece of information that's once in a lifetime it's so vital and important to surround yourself with like-minded people. Even with that, surround yourself with people who who's either ahead of you or on that same path as you. And I'm not wavering my faith or anything. I think the proverb is, if, if you want to go fast, go by yourself. But if you want to go far, take a team. That's um, right. Yes. Team who, makes the dream work go round and round. Yes. <laughs> 
So as for my loyal listeners, I want to thank you for tuning in. As always, check out our social media as we'll be posting clips and other key takeaways during the following weeks, just in case there was something that you missed. As for my loyal listeners, thank you for tuning in. As always, check out our social media as we will be posting clips and other key takeaways during the following weeks, just in case there was something that you missed. So be sure to sign up for our free newsletter where you will get free Christian finance resources, notifications of future guests, and tips on how you can be rich and righteous. Well, until next time, I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. I hope that you've been blessed. As always, this episode was created by A.B. Ridgeway, owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, a virtual and in-person fee-only advisor that believes that financial advice should have God in it. If you need help figuring out your finances, feel free to reach out to us at 337-414-3686 or visit our website at www.abrwealthmanagement.com and schedule a free consultation. New episodes are available every Friday, so be sure to subscribe. You can also listen to our podcast on your favorite platforms, Amazon Music, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and more. Or simply visit our website and join our family. I am A.B. Ridgeway, and I'll see you on the other side of your blessing. Elijah Ridgeway is an investment advisor representative and owner of A.B. Ridgeway Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor which produces a podcast show and makes it available on his website and through other distribution channels. Elijah on Ridgeway and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinion are not necessarily the views and opinions of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management. Nothing on the podcast should be construed as solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any specific security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become AB Ridgeway Wealth Management clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of AB Ridgeway Wealth Management may hold positions and securities discussed in the podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. Financial advisors say the Darnestein podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, and or conduct your own due diligence.